This is an SBS audio podcast. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there. G'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore how to protect yourself from identity theft in Australia. Identity crime is a significant threat in our country, with a growing number of people falling victim every year. Impersonated victims often face severe consequences, including financial losses, damage to their credit scores, and legal ramifications. They might access and drain your own bank account. They might open new bank accounts in your name or take out loans or lines of credit. They might take out a phone plan or other contracts. They might seek to purchase expensive goods in your name, gain access to online government services. But there are steps you can take to reduce your risk of having your personal information stolen or misused. Let's get started. Identity crime is a growing concern in Australia. It causes considerable financial losses to the Australian government, private industry, and individuals. Knowing how identity theft can occur can help you protect your personal information and lower the risks of falling victim. Dr. Suranga Seneviratne is a senior lecturer in security at the School of Computer Science at Sydney University. He explains identity theft is when an individual's personal information is stolen and used for fraudulent purposes and financial gain. This usually involves a scammer or an attacker taking a credit card on behalf of someone else or in worst case like taking a tax return, social benefits or even a loan by exploiting or by using personal information of someone else. The target person might be totally oblivious to the fact that actually he's being exploited. According to Scamwatch, a website run by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, or ACCC, to educate the public on recognizing, avoiding and reporting scams, Australians reported $568 million in losses to scams in 2022. That figure represents almost an 80% increase from the losses reported the previous year which were just over $320 million. Given scam victims don't often report losses to authorities, experts believe these statistics may be significantly underestimated. There are many ways in which identity theft can occur. Some methods used to steal data include phishing, skimming, social engineering, hacking, and dumpster diving. 
Identity theft can occur online or offline, or a combination of both. The ACCC Deputy Chair Catriona Low says, even the less valuable pieces of information can become useful to scammers once aggregated. Things like your name, your address, your phone number, on their own, probably can't do a lot. But potentially, when combined with other pieces of information, they become more powerful. There are identity documents that are particularly sought after. So the ones to be particularly careful about are driver's license, passport, and Medicare card. But even simple documents like old bills or bank statements can still provide some valuable information. Scammers may be able to find out more about you from public sources. Dr. Lowe says this includes social media accounts, which may feature photos and information about your family. We hear of instances where scammers might utilise photographs from a social media feed or other details that, again, can be used to pad out, if you like, the fake picture. That the scammers are creating. So again, the message really is: be very careful about sharing personal information. So, what can cyber criminals do once they have this information? Dr. Low says this will depend on the quality and the amount of personal data the scammers have compiled. They might access and drain your own bank account. They might open new bank accounts in your name or take out loans or lines of credit. They might take out a phone plan or other contracts. They might seek to purchase expensive goods in your name, gain access to online government services, try and access your email to get even more sensitive information. They might access your social media account and impersonate you, or indeed they might use that identity as the foundation of new scams. Dr. Lowe recommends thinking twice before entering your personal details into an unfamiliar website, including online stores. Don't open suspicious texts or emails, and don't click on links in those emails. Delete the emails or the text. If you have received a contact from an organisation, if you're wondering if it's legitimate, don't use the details. In the text or in the message, independently verify the contact details of the organisation. Sarah Cavanaugh is the manager of community outreach at ID Care, Australia's and New Zealand's national identity and cyber support service. She recommends being careful of phone calls asking for your personal information. Being very wary of callers or emails requesting that you provide remote access to your computer or mobile device, and also requests to download apps or programs on your computer in order to provide them access. Always be cautious when providing any of your personal information, especially if it includes your credentials such as your driver license, passport, Medicare, or bank login details. You want to be absolutely certain that you verified that the person is who they say that they are. Ms. Cavanaugh also suggests physically securing personal documents at home, especially when traveling. Lock your mailbox and destroy documents with your personal information you no longer need. 
It's also important to have strong, unique passwords for each online account. Make sure you have unique passwords that are long and strong across all of your accounts, and never use the same password twice. Set up multi-factor authentication on every account where possible. So that includes your financial accounts, your social media accounts, and your email accounts. But how can you tell if your identity has been stolen? Most identity theft victims are unaware of how they were compromised. Miss Cavanaugh says it is important to remain vigilant and look out for signs of your identity being misused. Mail stops arriving at their address that they may be expecting. There's items appearing on their bank or credit card statements that they didn't authorize or they don't recognize. Individuals can start to receive bills, invoices, or receipts for goods or services that they did not action. Or all of a sudden, in the process of applying for a loan, it's refused due to a poor credit rating, despite the individual not having any negative changes in their financial situation. She also recommends contacting ID Care if you suspect your identity has been stolen. An advisor will give you a step-by-step guide on what to do. It is also important to contact relevant organizations immediately and check your online account details. Ms. Cavanaugh explains: You want to go in and reset all your passwords and pins across your accounts, and turn on multi-factor authentication where you can, and then check for any changes in contact details linked to those accounts. If you believe you're a victim of identity fraud, you can lodge a request to credit reporting companies to place a ban on your consumer credit report. Andrew Grant, a senior lecturer in the discipline of finance at Sydney University, explains credit bans prevent credit providers from checking or accessing your credit report. Pretending that you are someone else won't work if the lender is unable to access your credit report. Each of the major credit bureaus in Australia will have information about you. The three major bureaus in Australia are Equifax, Experian, and Illion. So, if you want to apply for a credit ban to stop anybody being able to obtain your credit report, you need to go to each of the bureaus separately. Dr. Grant says applying for a credit ban is simple and involves filling out an online application with the three credit reporting bodies in Australia. Identity theft can happen to anyone, even if they have taken many precautions. Dr. Grant himself was a victim of identity theft while overseas. He was in the United States when he had his drink spiked, and his smartphone was unlocked via facial recognition. My phone has face recognition to unlock it, but once you've been incapacitated by having your drink spiked, it is actually quite easy for them to obtain access to your phone. And once they can get inside your phone, they can get through into your banking app. They can get into you know find out a lot of personal information through your emails. Doctor Low and Scam Watch recommend being extra vigilant. Scammers are becoming increasingly sophisticated. We ask people to remember. Three key words: stop, think, protect. So stop, think. Do I really know who is on the other side of this transaction? And protect. If you are concerned that you might have been a victim of a scam, contact ID Care and your bank and report the matter to Scam Watch. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Settlement Guide, written and produced by Kiara Pazzano and hosted by me. 
Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. sbs.com.au slash audio